0: This is A-State Connections on KASU. I'm Jonathan Reeves. Well, this is a weekly segment called A-State Connections in Created State, Making Connections That Count. In this episode, we go back to Nettleton STEAM to learn about how fourth graders have been building robotic arms similar to what would be used in space. For this interview, I talk with facilitator of Nettleton STEAM, Kelly Cochran, fourth grade teacher, Leray Caius, and fourth grade students, Abigail Moss, Carter Massey, and Nevaeh McHouston. The interview starts with Kelly Cochran. So Kelly, another part of the NASA downlink curriculum you all are working on are robotic arms. This is so exciting. I can imagine how exciting uh, this is for a lot of fourth graders to build robotic arms like we see in space. Kind of tell us about this project.
1: So our fourth graders have been researching, designing, and building robotic arms that can perform a specific task, such as picking up an object and moving it 10 centimeters. So they've looked at the Canada Arm 2 that's now on the International Space Station and other robotic arms that were used to perform tasks on the planet Mars. And they learned about how these different arms utilize different end effector parts. That's the um, end of them that actually picks up the thing to perform specific tasks. So one end effector could actually look like the claw machine at Walmart. Uh, The kids knew about that. And others attach to tools so that they can manipulate them outside the space station. So they've been constructing their designs in messy makerspace and then testing them to see if they work and then making improvements to make them even more efficient.
0: So when the students learned, Kelly, that they were going to be doing this particular project, how excited were they about about them? I, mean, I know all of this is exciting, but imagine you know, robotic arms. I can only imagine me as a fourth grader being just like, yes, we get to do something like that. I bet mean, that was really cool for the kids.
1: Oh yeah, you know, I always go in to do a call to action for all the students and um, it's really fun to do that because You can kind of present them with uh, what their task is going to be, give them a little bit of background information, and you can just see the light bulbs going off um, above their heads and they get so motivated and they're just like ready to take on the world. And they're already sketching stuff by the time I leave and they're just really excited about a new task to do. Um, We do a lot of problem solving here at STEAM. So they're kind of used to this process. And so just letting them work through it and have fun and be creative and construct things, they are just all on board.
0: How did y'all come up with the project, Kelly?
1: So the robotic arms is just yet another contribution of the International Space Station. It's kind of been our theme throughout this whole thing. And robotic arms have been very useful to us here on Earth. So we use robotic arms in medicine and in industry to help us be more efficient and more precise. So when I found this NASA project, I knew it would fit nicely into the fourth grade curriculum. They already teach about the structure and function of living things, especially in the human body. So they learned how these robotic arms resemble the same range of motion and the articulation that's in our own arms and hands. So it was a very good segue um, and also implementing some engineering design process things, which is um, NGSS standards.
0: Fourth grade teacher Lorraine Caius joins us here on the Credit State Podcast. Lorraine, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you and appreciate the work that you're doing at Nettleton STEAM. Thank you. How have you all been uh, building the background knowledge with your students about robotic arms?
2: Well, like Miss um, Kelly said, we were in a unit on structure and function when she brought this project to us, and so it was a really great unit to finish as we went into the project because we were going through you know the human body and animals and different special features that animals have that help them to survive or you know do a certain um task, and so they got to see going straight from that unit the different structures of end effectors and how they serve their special purposes. And um, just like the special structures and features of animals that we just studied. And we also did a mini project beforehand where we went over the design process and students had um, limited materials that they could work with. And they were issued a challenge to build like a model bench for a a little old man named Bob, and they had to um, ask, "How can we do this?" and imagine and sketch and plan, and then they created their little benches and tested them out. We made little Bobs to sit and make sure, you know, he had a nice spot on the bench. And then they improved it because sometimes Bob didn't actually sit on the bench and he fell off. And so then we had to improve <laughs> our design. And then we shared and we walked around the room and got to see our different, um you know, models. And so that was a great. Um, practice for the design process as we went into our robot arms.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. So, tell us about why the project is so important for students to learn about.
2: I think, especially in this generation students from this generation need to know about robotics because it's really a part of our everyday lives now. It's, you know, in our factories, in our cars, surgeries, stems in almost every job that you can get. And so also, I think it's very important that students learn to be able to meet criteria with limited resources because in life in your everyday life you're always going to have limited resources that you have to work with and meet a challenge so i think it's nice that they can learn to modify and adjust
0: they're very good loray we're going to come back to you here in just one second thank you for joining us Now let's talk about the project itself, and today we have fourth grade students Abigail Moss, also Nevaeh McHouston, and Carter Massey. Abigail, we're gonna start with you first, and thanks for joining us here today. Abigail, tell us about the robotic arms that you're building for the project.
3: Um, Well, so for my robotic arm, I just, like, I got some cardboard that was the same size, and I put the rivets on it so it would move smoothly, and I put it together and put some cardboard on the bottom. Making it was a super fun and great experience.
0: Okay. Nivea, how have you all been building the robotic arms?
3: I've been um, been building my robotic arm in messy makerspace. I've been using wood, big um skinny wood sticks mm-hmm. to um went through the hole and I used a um drill to put the sticks through the
0: hole okay and carter once you built your robotic arms what tasks did you have to complete in a messy makerspace and did you perform it successfully
3: um well we had to um successfully make the robotic arm 18 inches away from our hand and so when i did test it it successfully um, picked things up.
0: Abigail, I want to ask you how does this help astronauts currently on the International Space Station as well as future astronauts?
3: The robotic arms help astronauts because it's a safer way to perform tasks outside the space station so humans don't get hurt while in space.
0: Okay. Navea, what kind of research have you completed for the project?
3: I completed for the project is um, new materials that will help me make it and what um, stuff that will make it better and actually kind of stand and actually pick stuff up.
0: Okay. Carter, what's been the most interesting thing that you have found about the robotic arms?:
3: um, The most interesting interesting thing I found about the robotics arm is that I thought that some are small and some are big, but they still can pick things up the same way.
0: Okay, so now I want to ask everyone, all the students, and uh, Nevea, I'll start with you on this. What have you enjoyed most about this project?
3: I enjoyed building the robotic arm most.
0: And why is that?
3: Um, because sometimes I really like to build stuff and see what I can make out of cardboard or wood and popsicle sticks and beads.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Nevaeh. I want to ask you, Carter, while you're there, uh, what have you enjoyed most about this project and why?
3: Um, I've enjoyed building it and seeing how it worked after building it. And I really like doing that because, um, I really enjoy it a lot, and it's probably one of my hobbies.
0: Okay, thank you, Abigail. I want to ask you the same question about what have you enjoyed most about this project and why?
3: I've enjoyed getting to learn so much about this about space because before this, I knew nothing about space, but now I learned so much about NASA and space shuttles and more. It was such a fun project.
0: Very good, thank you, Lorrae, I want to ask you about uh, this. I know that you must be extremely proud of all the work that the students are doing. What has it been like seeing students work on this project, Lorraine?
2: It was great. I love seeing them find problems with their designs, which kind of, you know, sounds terrible, but I love seeing how they revise and work around issues. We had several days to work on this and some days the student will come back and the next day, I switch them out in messy makerspace because of you know size uh, issues with quarantine and distancing. And so we have one day of building and one day of revision. And I love seeing them come back. And I'll look at them all, and I will say, okay, do we need to find new materials? Is your design working, or do we need to scratch the whole design and start over? And you find a new one. And some students will say, yep, got to scratch it all and start over and they'll go back to research. And some of them be like, I need to find new materials. And so then they just go back to research and they draw new designs and they keep on trying. And I love that. And we've had several find out that if you're building with popsicle sticks, you can't drill holes in them because they fall apart. And so they had to adjust and use wooden sticks and it's, really great just the way they overcome each and every problem and move on
0: what's the value of a project like this in the way that students learn loray
2: i think projects like these help students explore the world in really authentic ways because they have the real world problem and they're challenged to solve it it's kind of more intrinsic than you know just someone outside pressuring them to do it they want to complete a challenge and They're challenged to solve it using the materials and resources they have, which of course, as adults, we know to be an invaluable skill. And it also helps foster so much creativity and curiosity. They ask more questions than they would otherwise. And then they find the answers themselves. And you know, they ask, how does the world work? And how can robot arms affect their daily lives? And they've Googled and researched robots for I think two weeks now. They've explored all NASA web pages, YouTube videos on design, um, probably how to build easy robotic arms too, but you know, we're not going to look at that and, <laughs> and various engineering websites, you know, that teach about robotics and the end effectors. And so they gathered on a Padlet, I had some website they could look at. And then as they researched, they copied the link to the website. if They found a good resource and they pasted it onto the Padlet so that they could collaborate electronically, even if they couldn't be next to each other. So I thought that was really awesome.
0: Fantastic. Leray, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for everything that you uh, do there. Nettleton STEAM fourth grade teacher, Leray Caius. So Kelly Cochran, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on seeing all of this with the robotic arms and all the work that the students have been doing so far.
1: I tell you, they cease to amaze me. They are just, they uh, thinkers, outside the box thinkers, they're problem solvers. And I really feel like that any of our steamers, like no matter what problem is presented to them, they can solve it. And if they can't solve it right off the bat, like Luray said, they're going to try and try until they do. And they know how to get the answers. And it's not from teachers. It is from researching and figuring out on their own. And I feel like that's when learning really happens is when they have to push up their sleeves and um, put in a little elbow grease, and they might have to revisit some things over and over, but that is so much like life. You know, it doesn't always go smoothly the first time, and they need that grit and that perseverance to keep on trying, and I think that is what students need to learn these days is to um, keep on trying things and never give up, and I think that's just a life lesson.
0: 2021 busy year. I know there's a lot of stuff going on.
1: It's always busy at STEAM. Um, More specifically, um, our sixth graders are moving on to their second NASA project where they are redesigning body organs that would help with effects on, on microgravity. So we have some that, you know, have researched that Um, Your eyesight is affected in space in microgravity. So how can they redesign the organ of the eye to better, um, you know, keep your eyesight and not make it worse and Uh, They're looking into, you know, the blood vessels are narrowing in space. So they're looking into little apparatuses to put into the blood vessels and building prototypes for that. So it's pretty cool stuff. And our fifth graders are working on their second NASA project where they are designing food containers that would be suitable for use in microgravity on the International Space Station. Um, We also are working with A-State again on another project. I can't say too much about it because they haven't officially given the word out, but a SPOX project that involves our steamers. And we are just so appreciative of A-State for always including us um, and supporting our steamers and just involving them in some incredible opportunities and we are also going globally um, we have partners with um, every child is Our organization with jan pascal i am working with the um, teachers at kanana schools community in um, south africa with zadwa and um, we're going to work with their teachers and possibly get some zoom zoom sessions going on with their teachers and ours and also their students and ours just to extend that um project-based learning out across the globe. You know, here at STEAM, we just, we love project-based learning and we want the whole world to be able to have these opportunities and everyone can, Um, they really can. And I feel like it's the best way that students can learn. Um, So even in 2021, we're extending this NASA um, focus, um, even after our downlink.
0: Facilitator of Nettleton's team is Kelly Cochran, fourth-grade teacher Leray Caius, and fourth-grade students Abigail Moss, Carter Massey, and Avea McHouston all on the Created State segment on KASU. Now, to hear more interviews like this one, you can subscribe to the Created State podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And also take KASU with you wherever you go, and you can listen to podcast segments on the KASU mobile app and tell others about the Credit State Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to A-State Connections on KASU, streaming live at KASU.org.